The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert to go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or, what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off in a distant country, where he squandered his inheritance with a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he, lo- and he longed to f- eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat the food? But here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat me, one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father quickly ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back he neared the house. He heard the sound of music dancing. He called one of his servants and asked him what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf? He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice. Because your brother was dead and has come to life again, he was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you.
Today, these three readings give us a lot of the theology on mercy, reconciliation, and forgiveness of God. We first of all need to understand, kind of with St. Paul, he speaks about the grace and mercy of God on a sinner. We're all sinners. We all should be able to, with St. Paul, say, I'm a sinner and the foremost of them. But that is not a, a way that leads us down the dark hole, but is instead an opportunity for us to be able to remark on what the mercy of God truly is like. That we recognize ourselves not as a sinner, not so that we can beat ourselves down, but so that we can glory and be amazed at the mercy of God. And most primarily in this story of the prodigal son, that our father just desires us to be with him. Right? That even though that we go away with sin at different times, we swallow up his property, he still desires us to be with him. To be with him so that we might be alive. Now, this should give us pause to think about those who maybe haven't returned to the Lord. We think about our own selves in maybe ways that we haven't returned to the Lord, but also those who are most distant from God. I'd like to talk about those today. Um, I know I get in different conversations, and a few conversations, including a few of my cousins, is like, well, if I stepped foot in a church, I'd burst into flame. So, you know, like, God is just, God has got to be angry with me and whatnot, and I'm just a terrible, I'm the worst sinner, right? You kind of get this, and so like, oh, I'm such a bad sinner that I know that I can't go to church, or, or that I can't be reconciled with God, or, or, or different things to this attitude. That's why they don't come to church. And we have to be very clear that as a community, those are the very people that actually deserve to be here. Those are actually exactly the people that God doesn't throw a lightning bolt at, that they don't burst in the flame when they come into the church, but are actually the people that we embrace as they come to church, right? As they come, that we affirm that God wants them to live. And so how do we do that? Well, we do that in multiple ways. The first reading gives us some interactions of that, right? Moses is up talking to God, and the people do stupid things. That sounds like our culture today, where we make gods out of other things and say, look at how great God is of the iPhone, right? Look at how great God is of Google or, or different things and put God in other things as opposed to who truly God is. And God is angry. The natural consequences of sin is death. But we are called to intercede on behalf of those who don't know God. Behalf of God the, on behalf of them by having a relationship with those people and being able to talk to them and invite them back, but also primarily by praying for them and interceding on behalf of them and, and asking that the grace of God might endure and be able to pierce their life, right? They have free will and God gives them free will, the ability just like the younger son to walk away from all the good things that he desires to give them, right? But he also desires them to come back and part of that is we are actually involved and God requires and sets certain conditions that actually our intercession 
is what depends other people's other people's salvation is dependent on our intercession our holiness other people's salvation other people's life is dependent on our intercession and one of the primary ways where we should intercede on behalf of God is here at mass so i encourage you think about those people for a moment in your life who need God. Maybe you see them running after all the wrong things. Maybe you see the way that life and the world has already taken their life. The way that they've stopped experiencing joy. That they've run away from so many things. I encourage you to bring them to the altar. This altar is where we celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who died not for the righteous, but for the sinners. That the grace of God and His mercy might endure. This is the best place to bring those people who need our prayers to be interceded and lifted up just as Moses did on the mountain with God. The second place, because Mass doesn't always go on, is in adoration. And I know many of you have adoration hours already over at Dobie or at St. Joseph's. And encourage you to continue to do that and use that as an opportunity to stand before the face of God and to intercede on behalf of others. But if you don't have a holy hour, if you, if you don't go to adoration and you need to pray for somebody, I encourage you to go to the adoration chapel and maybe even pick up an hour of adoration. The world needs our prayers, needs our intercession. May we continue to intercede on behalf of our brothers and sisters and give them life just as Jesus Christ gave us life.